This is S.F. Armstrong. You're listening to my book, Ace of Clubs. Today we're going to be reading Chapter 4. If you like it, you should subscribe to the podcast, and you should visit my website, which I'm going to mention right at the end of the podcast. Until then, enjoy. Thanks. Chapter 4, Hotel Heiress Catherine Wolfe Spotted with Party Boy Gainshaw by J.T. The Wolfe family may not be involved in the New York Stock Exchange. But make no mistake, Wolf Hospitalities is a big dog in New York City. Truthfully, they make Earth look like a small pond in which they are the big fish. They own hotels on all seven continents, including Antarctica, and never miss an opportunity to increase their capital. But, dear reader, you are not here to learn about some hotel baron. You are here to learn who that baron's daughter is in bed with, and the question I pose to you is, do I mean figuratively or literally? London. The last time Kane had checked, this was where his old friend had set up shop. This was the office of one Oscar Bailey. Considering it had been some time since he last spoke to the person who was, perhaps by default, his best friend, Kane figured someone better soften his friend up. This was where Catherine Wolfe, or Cat, as her co-conspirators called her, entered the equation. Just like Kane had a short list of friends, Cat had a long list of frenemies. In fact, Making a deal with her could be equated to making one with the devil. The only time someone would remain unscathed after working with her was when there was something in it for her. On this occasion, there must have been some angle to work because Kane did not have to do much to convince her to talk to Oscar first. Considering how much Kane needed his friend's help, he kept his follow-up questions to a minimum and just took the win. From Kane's perspective, considering Oscar had always had a thing for Kat, this was working out perfectly. He just had to make sure to enter the office space at just the right moment or risk stepping on someone's toes. Now the pair were a few minutes into their conversation. Kane figured he could stop waiting outside the door in a small London back alley to make his presence known. Kane opened the door and the welcoming bell went off to signal a new client had entered the waiting room. It seemed the back alley location matched the interior. Neither were welcoming. There was a desk where a receptionist was supposed to be but no one was there to station it, and the rest of the waiting room area was dark and clinical. This could not have been his first choice for a law office. It was in a terrible location that was hard to find. Someone could have mistaken the waiting room as the site of a past murder scene, and Kane could now see two shadows through the glass pane where Oscar's office must be. If you ever had a heated exchange with a client, the entire waiting room of people could clearly see it. It was obvious to Kane his old friend was hard up for cash clients. And notoriety. Of course, this made Kane smile just a bit. He needed Oscar, and just by standing here for a few minutes, it was clear Oscar needed him too. Kane had always been the one with the connections, while Oscar had always been his chaperone at events. Oscar ensured Kane got home safe and did not drown in a pool of vomit on numerous occasions, while Kane provided the entertainment in their relationship. It was a fair trade, even if it was hardly an equal one. Now, Kane had to figure out how to make his entrance since his whereabouts were probably just as visible from the other side of the glass pane. He figured he would open by calling Oscar by his oh so name. He figured he would open by calling Oscar by his oh so name, Oz. That name would be the catalyst for them both to remember the foundation of their friendship. One that was, of course, based on partying. Oscar had become Oz the first day the duo met when they were doing a tour of Oxford University after getting their acceptance letters. Oz was a legacy while Kane was an American transplant. He 
yet Kane had made more friends in a few minutes than Oscar would make most of college. That first night of the weekend tour, when they stayed overnight, Kane got them an invite to a real college party. By the night's end, Kane had lost Oscar, only to find a trail of yellow snow outside when he went looking for his new pal. At the end of the yellow snow road was Oscar, or as Kane had anointed at that moment, Oz. With Kane's grand entrance planned, all that was left was to execute it. He knocked twice, then opened the door to find Oscar with his arms folded, unamused. Cat, meanwhile, smiled and waved like he had not just sent her in there a few moments ago to sweeten the encounter. Figured you were involved somehow when she walked in. Oscar's words were like a bullet shattering glass. Kane took his place beside Cat on the other side of the desk. Everyone was standing, so clearly no one felt comfortable in this current predicament. Kane knew that this was going to be another obstacle to overcome. He ghosted Oscar a few years ago for reasons he did not want to go into in front of Cat, but they were legitimate. Rehab was legitimate. So the pretty lady did not work then. Kane hoped his attempt at a joke would cut the tension. Oscar unfolded his arms. She gave you up almost immediately. Cat rolled her eyes at Oscar. Way to make me look like the bad guy. She turned toward Kane. I got here and I did not know what to say, so I kind of just blurted out, you told me to come in here, sorry. So I just waited outside for no reason then, Kane thought aloud. I guess we can skip the pleasantries then. We both clearly want something from you and by the look of things you need something from us too. Oz gestured for the two beggars across from him to sit down and he sat down in return and listening. My father is looking to buy a football club, and with your family connections, I figure you could make me look good by helping me help him. Cat was blatant with what she wanted. Oscar folded his hands and leaned forward. His eyes darted toward Kane, signaling he should just say it so things could move forward. I need you to convince your father to let an American women's national team goalkeeper play for Westminster without anyone challenging her eligibility in the rulebook. Oz unclasped his hands and leaned back in his chair. He took a moment and decided how to proceed. What is in it for me? Clients, Kane suggested. So you were both going to pay me then? Oz stated dryly, seemingly knowing the answer. Cat knew about Kane's money situation. That was the one secret he actually trusted her with, considering her own father. Graham Wolf had cut her off several times over the years. Usually, Cat would get her accounts unfrozen, but it required some kissing up Considering how she was going out of her way for this favor to her father, Kane suspected she was either doing this in anticipation of being cut off soon or because she already was cut off. Kane and Kat were at the same negotiating table from that standpoint, at least. However, Oz had just asked for the non-negotiable unknowingly. That would not really help you long term, would it? Kat tried to redirect the deal. Kane knew anything she said might actually be agreeable for us, simply because he had a slight thing for her. You need clients, but you need more than two, I'm assuming. What if I told you we could get that for you? Cat continued. Oz leaned forward again. He was interested, but not quite hooked. Go on. Oz's tone was smooth and velvety. This was the most inviting the Oxford graduate had been since the Americans had entered his office. There's this club in Elephant and Castle where I can get you VIP access to people with big wallets and big problems. Sounds like you have something to offer me, Oscar pointed to Kane. But what about him? 
Two favors from me means I need two offers from you. Kent did not have anything to offer his friends, but he suspected there would be no agreement for him without some explanation for why he ghosted them. Considering how close they used to be, Kane had to imagine cutting off all contact would have hurt Oz. The only issue at this moment was he could not simply explain things here in front of Kent. He had to get Oz along somewhere, away from people who could hurt him, away from the gossip JT seemed to constantly push. How about I show you why I left and cut all ties when I did, Kane offered. Why not just tell me now? Oz was still on edge. I need to show you. It is not something you will understand unless I show you. Oz did not take the bait. Sounds like you owe me that already, so I will need more than that. Kane decided to nudge Cat now because he needed a favor from her. But frankly, without him, Cat would not even be here getting this deal over the line. Cat got his implication after the elbow to her ribs landed. How about we make the club thing a double date with you and me? Cat turned toward her negotiating partner with a devilish grin and Kane and Juliana. Cat made sure to get Kane back. Now he had to go on a date with her lackey, Juliana. He had known the girl since high school when he met Kat, but as much as she had seemed attached to him, he had never felt the same way. She moved to London for graduate school right when he started school himself and attended the same university as him once she got here. If she did not have a slight thing for him, then there were plenty of coincidences. And while he admitted he did not mind her hanging around him in high school, he found she was quite different from all the other girls he knew back then. That country to country moved to the same school as him, same time as him, screamed Stalker. That sounds agreeable. Oz sealed Kane's fate with those three words. He was in for a night, a tremendously awkward night involving the old friend he ghosted, the older friend he could not escape, and the girl he could not trust. The only silver lining to this was Kane now got to break the news to Oz. They would be spending several days trapped together since he fell for the show me rather than tell me ploy earlier. Should probably discuss flight times. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, visit my website, sianchaiwrites.com, to learn how to get the book and learn how to do more surrounding this book. That's spelled S E A N A C H A I D H writes.com. Um, thank you, and I uh, hope that you listen again.